Blog Talk Radio. Hi there, I'm Mary Eileen Williams at Feisty Side of 50 Radio, and this show is a celebration of baby boomers who are embracing life as we grow older. But we do know that if we want to continue to enjoy our lives as we age, we have to be mindful and very careful about how we feed our bodies. And our guest today is an expert on helping us do just that. I'm so excited to welcome back my dear friend and one amazingly creative lady, Nava Atlas. Nava is a multi-talented visual artist, but she's also a reviewer of women's literature with her book and newsletter, The Literary Lady's Guide to the Writing Life. However, she's probably best known as the author of numerous books on vegan and vegetarian cooking. You're going to recognize many of your favorites. Uh, I have a ton of favorites myself. I've I've mentioned these before, but they bear repeating. Vegan soups and hearty stews for all seasons, vegan holiday kitchen, wild about greens, plant power, five ingredient vegan and vegan on a budget. And Navis come out with another super one to add to that list. It's called Plant Powered Protein, 125 recipes for using today's amazing meat alternatives. Boy, Nava, you are one heck of a creative genius and I'm so excited to talk with you again. Well, thank you so much for having me. I think uh, I've probably been on your show for each and every one of those titles that you just mentioned. So thank you for having I me think on again. So. I think so. And I knew you way back when you were a vegetarian. This is true. I spent many years as a vegetarian. So we've known each other for a long time because I've been vegan now for more than 18 years. So we go back a ways. <laughs> well, then maybe I'm fudging that a little bit. I didn't realize no, that. I, I, think <laughs> you know, I think you may be right. Like, listen, at this point in our lives, as you know, the years just zoom by. Well, as right? before we went on, I, I was telling Nava that I have my cookbooks, my favorite cookbooks are in bookends out in the kitchen on display, and every one of them has her name on it. So obviously I am a huge fan, and I can't wait to start talking about this one today because the emphasis really is on protein and meat alternatives. And what led you to come out with it? This is a, I mean, you've talked a lot about protein and plant protein, but now really focusing in on the meat alternatives, what led you to uh, create the recipes around these now? Well, you know, I never thought that I would be the one to to write a book like this because I call myself a, you know, salad vegan or a soup vegan. But I, I think it was early last year in 2019 where there was just an explosion of articles and chatter about all the meat alternatives and then the Beyond IPO and how this has all come to the mainstream. And the thing that really... Uh, flipped the switch for me was an article in the New York Times about Bruce Friedrich, formerly of PETA, who famously threw fake blood at models when they were wearing furs. And he came to the realization that making people feel bad or guilty about what they're doing with animals and meat wasn't working. It wasn't really being effective. So he started the Good Food Institute, which dedicated itself to these kind of innovative plant-based proteins that imitate meat because he saw that as a bridge for people to cross from the standard American diet to a healthier diet. And, and that's what I really try to do this, with this book as well. Even though the theme of the book is the plant-based meat alternatives, I also offer 
people the opportunity to, okay, they like this dish, it's a traditional dish in their family, or that they love to make it in a plant-based way. Oh, I think this is so great. And another thing that surprised me, uh, well, not totally surprised me, but in the introduction in your book, you'd written that The Economist has proclaimed 2019 the year of the vegan. And you can remember way back when your uh, culinary options or choices would would have been viewed as weird. But you and I are no longer weird. That's right. I tell people that when I became a vegetarian, I mean, even in the early days of our marriage, being a vegetarian made you a weirdo. And now being vegan makes you cool. So I just have seen this evolve in such an amazing and very satisfying way. Well, congratulations on going from being weird to cool. Now, I guess I can claim that fame myself. Uh, and before we get into the recipes, I do want to spend one um, another minute on you know your introduction because it was heartfelt. I could tell you are an ethical vegan, among other reasons for being a vegan. But tell uh, our listeners what is the what the term ethical vegan refers to. Well, an ethical vegan is really in it very much for uh, animals that we feel like it's really not ethical to use animals in this way. And if anybody studies animal agriculture at all, it's really hard to make an ethical argument for it. But now there's another really compelling reason to eat a mostly plant-based diet or, you know, better yet, an all plant-based diet. That's for environmental factors. So people are so frustrated by politicians and policy. I tell people you can be a climate activist every day by the foods that you choose. For example, a pound of meat uses 99 times more water than a plant protein, let's say a plant protein burger that is made of pea protein. That's, you know, that's really significant. So if everybody did their part, a little, even if it's a little bit, Meatless Monday, or now this is January, is called Veganuary. It's try to be a vegan for January. If you like it, continue it. So we can all be climate activists every single day. And if you're a meat lover uh, and you just think, okay, well, I can't, you know, I have to have my casseroles. And years and years and years ago I said I could never be a vegetarian. I need my casseroles. You no longer have that excuse because meat-based alternatives or plant-based meat proteins are tasty and nutritious and you've got a whole 125 recipes that reflect that so let's get into the book a little bit and why don't you tell us uh, uh, a little bit about um, some of your favorite recipes I always go to the soups myself I love those the soups and stews so why don't you give us a little background about what what we can find in this book Nava Okay. Well, luckily I have some of my favorites bookmarked here right in front of me for efficiency. And um, I would say for the soups and stews, I had a, a, these, these were all pretty new recipes for me. They're not recipes that I've rehashed from other books, for example, which I sometimes tend to do. So I discovered some really interesting favorites. And one of them is a Thai soup, a Thai coconut soup that has mushrooms and vegetables, and you can make it either with, um, you know, kind of vegan chicken, so to speak. Oh, I just want to preface this by saying that in these recipes, I give several plant protein options. So if you're a person who is pressed for time or if you're serving someone who's reluctant and they really need that kind of meaty flavor and texture, 
I would say more texture than flavor. You can use one of the packaged pre-made plant proteins, which are often, which often come pre-flavored. So you don't even have to work them that much. Or you can use a familiar, oh, now familiar vegan protein like tofu, tempeh, or seitan. Some of them even have the option of the DIY plant proteins. I have that as a brief chapter at the end of the book where let's say you want to make your own seitan or you want to make your own crumbles or chicken-style seitan. I have a few recipes like that. So let's see. You know, I was thinking of making this um, sausage and escarole soup today. It just sounds so warming and tasty. That's another new favorite. And you were talking about casseroles before. The very much more, most, I'm sorry, the most popular recipe on my website is similar to one that's in the book, and that's the classic vegan meatloaf. So a woman left a comment that she made it for her husband. She didn't tell him that it wasn't meat, and he didn't say anything, and she didn't, and he loved it. <laughs> so these are recipes I really wow. meant to fool anybody necessarily, but, you know, some of them are pretty close. So, yeah. The, the well, absolutely. Several times. Interestingly, the, the recipe calls for either packaged ground, and I think that Beyond Ground works really well in this, but there's a version of it that you can make with red beans and walnuts for your ground. So if somebody wants to take a more whole foods approach, that's available to them also. Um, I really appreciate, appreciated that because some I have ha- I have when going out to eat I did have one uh, meat alternative burger that was the only thing on the menu that I could eat other than a salad <clears throat> and uh, it was a little too meaty for me you know so I think people who have been long time vegans and vegetarians might think oh I don't know if I you know want to do the whole you know the the new meat but you yeah, in every single recipe put those alternatives so you can do like red beans and uh walnuts i love that uh, yeah I, I i also it's it's a way to kind of recreate maybe something that your mom made or that you're just nostalgic for and using a whole food approach so like i said this book is kind of a bridge between these two approaches my favorite chapter in the book is called From the Asian Takeout Menu because if I'm going oh, to Oh, I wanted to mention all, that one too. That's great, Mava. I was going to say, if I'm going to go out to eat at all, it'll be, or, or take, you know, of course, we're not going out to eat these days or picking up. I'm rarely, rarely doing that either, but I, I love Asian food. And if I had to pick my very favorite recipe from the book, which is difficult to do, it would be the Pad CU which is a dish made of rice noodles and kind of like a slightly sweet brown sauce, some greens and carrots. And I really like this made with these kind of chewy tofu cubes, but you can also use the plant-based chicken or seitan. And so this is a recipe I return to time and again. Um, My second favorite chapter, I would say, would be the salads surprisingly. So this was a chapter I thought I wouldn't be able to do for a book like this. I thought, well, you know, I don't know, salads in a book about plant proteins. And then I remembered, I say in the little introduction, wait a minute, this is America. Americans put meat in everything, including salads. (laughs) So I was very happy that I could have a salad chapter in this book. And my, you know, some of my favorite from this is, it's called a teriyaki chicken salad. And 
um, Eileen, if you have the book. Oh, I want to give a shout out to my wonderful photographer because she did just such a, Hannah Kaminsky. She did such a spectacular job with this book. You could practically eat the food right off the pages. It's so vivid. (laughs) Oh, I do have a copy. And I was going to mention the same thing. The recipes are wonderful. And, of course, I mean the photographs and the recipes. But when you have a cookbook, when you have wonderful photographs like that, it just really gives you a sense of, geez, I can create something that will look that good and taste even better. Absolutely. Oh, and this was really interesting, deconstructed sushi bowl. We want to mention that there are now many kinds of plant-based seafood alternatives as well. So I, don't, I didn't do too many with this, but I did a few. Um, for example, the deconstructed sushi bowl. Let's say you're craving sushi. You don't want to go out to eat, but you can make a salad with a plant-based tuna, uh, rice, cucumbers, carrots, avocado, all this, and, and um, I use nori, those nori, crunchy nori strips. So it's all the flavors of sushi, but in a salad. It's really good. It's, of course, it's so easy to do. And, um, yeah, then we have um, a breakfast and brunch chapter, and yeah. all kinds of really hearty dishes to start the day with, or even to have, I love breakfast for dinner. That's always a nice option, like a really good scramble. The Denver's tofu scramble, for example, equally good for brunch as for dinner. Absolutely, and for many, excuse me, vegans and vegetarians like me, you gotta have the pasta, which you do. And for people who are just new to becoming a vegetarian slash vegan, uh, pasta with meatballs, pasta bolognese, all these kinds of things that Mama used to make, Nava has now created an opportunity for you to make a whole lot healthier. Right. I, I think that's you know you, you sort of hit on you hit on the key to this book is that the foods in here are quite familiar. You can create old favorites, things like you said your mom used to make or that your aunt used to make. There, and you said also before the phrase no excuses. This is really a no excuses book. Because do you remember years ago people said, well, I could never go vegan because I can't give up pizza. Well, of course, now you can have vegan pizza. That's, uh, and it's excellent. So now people say, well, I've heard people say, well, I can't give, be, you know, I can't go plant-based because I can't give up burgers. Well, as you know, some burgers, plant-based burgers, are even too realistic for us. Like, for example, I'm not sure that I could eat the Impossible Burger. I have nothing against it, but I heard it's really realistic. So yeah, That was the one I had that night at dinner. I'm sorry, I'm I'm agreeing with you, Eva. (laughs) Yeah, so yeah, the pasta is a fun chapter also, where you see all kinds of very familiar things that you could make so easily, Italian-style sausage and peppers, and you mentioned the pasta puttanesca with meatballs. There's this very silly recipe that I just love called baked spaghetti pie, which is made with a plant-based ground. So, yeah, and, and you know, most of these are just so easy to reproduce. It's There's just such one-on-one swaps nowadays, not only the plant-based meats, but plant-based dairy products. Vegan milks, vegan butter, vegan cheeses, of course. It's all like really available, readily available, and quite doable. 
Well, and way back when, when oh, you and I were weirdos, these alternatives did not exist. <clears throat> so this really is a great way for, you know, most anybody to enjoy their food. If you have a taste for meat, you love it, you can have it, although it is an ethical way to enjoy it. And really saving the planet, saving the animals, saving your own health. There's so many reasons to go vegan. Well, this is a good month to start, the beginning of the year, new year, new you. It is a worldwide movement called, I'm never sure how to pronounce it, Veganuary. So if you go online and, and Google <laughs> that, there'll be all kinds of resources on helping people to kind of make that step. But, you know, even small steps are good. Like I said, you know, try to replace one meal a week. When people say, well, how do I start? So we'll start with what you already eat, and what unless you have a horrible diet. I mean, so start with what you like, I should say. If you love Asian food, recreate it at home in all kinds of healthy ways. If you like pizza, make vegan pizza. If you love pasta dishes. So basically you're starting with what you like and what's already familiar to you and trying to figure out, you know, reverse engineer it or just swap in some of these new products. And what you said before is true. 20, 30 years ago, we just didn't have a lot of these things. They literally did not exist. So, you know, no, and then, too, you make the book uh, you make with this new book of yours. Well, all of your cookbooks are great, <clears throat> but this new book is really focused in, I think, as you say, kind of a bridge. Uh, people that have been vegan for years and years can, if they use the meat substitutes if they want to, or use the alternatives you provide that are more traditional for us, and new to vegetarian vegan uh, cooking are going to love this because the taste difference really is very slight and texture and otherwise so good job <laughs> i love it oh, thank you thank you well, these well and before we have to close i want to make sure everybody knows you have a ton of websites out there but where would you suggest people go to find out more about you your work and get these wonderful vegan cookbooks especially plant powered protein 125 recipes for using today's amazing meat alternatives well for the new book it's you know as we always say wherever books are available, and now people mostly are buying online, I would encourage people to shop at bookshop.org because that benefits independent booksellers who are really struggling during the pandemic. Uh, My websites are theveganatlas.com. That's for uh, recipes and vegan lifestyle tips and all kinds of things. And then Literary Ladies Guide for my other nerdy self, Uh, book lover. I love classic literature. I really love elevating women's voices, so I hope people will look for me and come visit. Well, Nava, it is always my great pleasure to get to chat with you. Excuse me, I'm so excited. I'm horsing up here. But anyway, I hope to do it again soon. Uh, Your cookbooks are always wonderful, and you continue to inspire us with your creativity and your commitment to making our lives healthier, happier, and vegan. Thank you so much for having me on, Eileen. So it's such a pleasure to speak to speak with you. Well, back at you. And for all you listeners out there, I believe it's time we boomers take pride in all of our accomplishments, our glorious maturity, and keep ourselves healthy through these years by eating a plant-based diet just like our friend Nava and Mother Nature suggest we do. So go out there and show the world just how feisty and fit a woman over 50 can be. This is Mary Eileen Williams at Feisty Side of 50 Radio, saying I'll catch you next time. Bye-bye. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? 
Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.